the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Disciples Pathway Ministries. Welcome to Disciples Pathway Ministries, a mobile ministry with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Disciples Pathway Ministry is a mobile ministry advancing the kingdom of God so that no one is left behind when Jesus Christ, our King of Kings, returns for his great church. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his way crooked will be found out. And he will be the stability of your times, abundance of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is thine's treasure. Father, how we thank you. How we praise you and magnify your name, for you are faithful who promise, Lord God. Lord, we come into your presence with humbleness of heart, Lord God, thanking you for another opportunity to sit before you and to minister to your people, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you will be here in our presence, that you will be with us, Lord God, that you will give us the words, Lord God, to share uh, encouragement and empowerment and enlightening understandings, Father God. Help us, Lord God, to be steadfast and immovable in our way, always abounding, Lord God, to the work of your calling, Lord God. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you, Lord God, for moving every mountain, Lord God, for establishing the earth that it shall not be moved, Father God, creating us, Lord God, an unshakable faith, Father God, a faith that will stand up, that will level up and say, yes, we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us, Lord God. It's not easy in this world, Father God, but yet we take up your yoke, for your yoke is easy and your burden is light, Father God. So we Come before you, Lord, to say thank you. We pray that those who hear will be blessed and thereby abide, Lord God, grow and know that you are God that loves us, Father God. You so came for this reason because you loved us, Father, and you still love us, Father God. Someone may not know that, but we want to encourage their hearts to know that you are God that is still in the loving business, and you're the God that's still in the let my people go business. So, Father, we thank you today. We magnify you, and we glorify you. For it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Father, as it is written, so let it be done. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Good Sunday afternoon, family. We sure do love you guys. It's good to be back. Uh, Minister Dion is here with me today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we got Pastor DeAndre Bell back in the house. Hallelujah. It's been about a year, but he's back. We're so glad to have you, Pastor Bell. Thank you for having me. It's- I'm excited about being here. Well, now listen, now you know we always excited. Anytime we can get you in here, we're more than happy to have you here. And uh, Pastor Bell's just going to bless us today with a mighty good word. So we just going, without any further ado, just get right on into it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. L- let me say thank you, Minister Robbie and Minister Dion, for allowing me this another privilege to come and share with you all. I get excited about being in the same place, in the same room with you all. And so we're just grateful to God for what he has done and the connection that he has brought in terms of bringing us together. Amen. You were just talking about having stable faith and stability in our lives. And so today I want to take out a few moments, a few minutes 
to talk to us about a stable faith in an unstable world. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 1 through 7, it is almost as if Elijah is present with us today. Elijah is dealing with a government that is out of control. The previous chapter, 1 Kings chapter 16, says that Ahab was more evil than all of the previous kings combined. Mm. So Elijah is dealing with a government that is out of control. He is dealing with emotional distress because a hit has been put out on him, and now he's running for his life. And it's almost as if you and I are living in fear because of the amount of gun violence that is around us each and every day. And then more than that, Elijah is dealing with an economy that is bottomed out. He's in the middle of a famine. So it is almost as if Elijah were with you and I today. But when Elijah finds himself in 1 Kings chapter 17, maintaining his faith, God comes to him and tells him to go down to a place called Cherith. Mm -hmm. And each of us will have our own moments at Cherith. Cherith is a cutting place. It's a place of separation. When I was growing up, we used to, we didn't buy, oh, I had a French fries. My mother would allow us to peel potatoes. And so we would peel potatoes and make our own French fries. But you know, when you peel potatoes, you use what is called a paring knife. And a paring knife is designed to take the top layer or the skin off the potato without damaging the meat on the inside. And that's what God does for you and I. He takes us to Cherith and he uses a paring knife in order to take the top layer off without damaging the meat on the inside to prepare us for what he has in store for us. So Elijah receives the word of God. He comes to Ahab and tells Ahab, according to my word, there's not going to be dew nor rain for the next three and a half years. Now, we have to understand, brothers and sisters, in this country, we have almost politicized God. We've put God inside of a box. And I'm not coming to talk to us about politics, but if you look at our world today, you would almost think that God was a part of a particular party. He was either Republican or Democrat. Well, if we view God in light of being a part of some political party, what does that say about our God in Brazil? Because there are no Republicans or Democrats there. What does that say about God in Germany? Because there are no Democrats or Republicans there. And I believe John 3.16 sums it up for us. It says, for God so loved the world. And so because God loved the world, he's looking at each of us individually, and he's trying to draw each of us closer to him. And so we've got to get away from this idea of God being a part of government or God being a part of politics. God wants to have an intimate relationship with you and I. And in establishing that intimate relationship with you and I, his desire is to draw us closer to him. So when God instructs Elijah to go down to Cherith, God reveals at least four things to him in that passage. The first thing God wants Elijah to do is recognize his plan because the Bible says that God tells Elijah to go and hide. And that word in verse three, hide, does not mean for Elijah to go to a place in secrecy not to be found out. But it means for Elijah to be absent from everybody else so that he could be hidden with God. And God sometimes leads you and I to a hiding place so that we will be alone with him. You know, the best place that you and I can be, brothers and sisters, is alone with God. 
God takes Joseph and puts him in the prison before he gets to the palace because God needed to hide him. God takes Moses and he hides him for a third of his life in the desert before he allowed him to lead the children of Israel to the promised land because he wanted to be alone with him. God also hides David in mountains and caves while he's running from Saul because he wants David to be alone with him. And so the best place that you and I can be is alone with God. The story is told of a man who was trying to use a phone, a payphone outside of a motel. We don't have payphones anymore. Everybody is connected somehow to some smart device. But during the time where there was a payphone, a man was trying to use the payphone and he went out and he put the receiver to his ear and there was no dial tone. He racked the receiver against the phone and still there was no dial tone. And the little boy saw the man struggling to use the payphone. The little boy came out of one of the rooms, pulled the man's coat, and the man said, I'm busy, move back. Finally, the man racked the phone against the the receiver against the phone again, and finally he turned around to the little boy and said, what do you want? He said, sir, if you go in the phone booth, close the door, the light will come on, and the operator will come on the line. Sometimes you and I need to go into our secret closets, close the door, allow the light to come on. And I believe the songwriter said, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. So when you and I find ourselves at Cherith, we need to recognize God's plan. But then secondly, while we're at Cherith, we need to also receive his promise. There's another word that's tied in First Kings chapter 17 and verse 4. It says the word there. It was not until Elijah got there that God provided exactly what Elijah needed. And it is not until you and I get in the right location that God can provide us with exactly what we need. Now, the blessings of God are not only tied to our location, but they're also tied to our obedience. And some of us obey, but we're not in the right place. And some of us are in the right place, but we're not obeying. But when we obey and we're in the right location, then the blessings of God will flow in our lives. When you read that passage, Elijah tells Ahab it's not going to rain for three and a half years. Mm -hmm. But somehow God is able to provide for Elijah in the morning and in the evening Mm -hmm. in the middle of a drought. And then God uses some interesting (laughs) birds. He doesn't use doves. He doesn't use eagles. He uses ravens, words, birds that feast on death. He uses them in order to provide life. And that's all God wants to do is bring life to whatever our dead situation is. We learn from Sir Isaac Newton that no two objects can occupy the same space at the same time. So life and death can't be in the same place at the same time. You do know that whenever Jesus found himself in the middle of death, he always provided life. When he was down at Jairus' house, the Bible says he put everybody out and raised the little girl and said, y'all give us something to eat because dead folk don't need any food. Then the widow at Nain was on her way to take her son to bury him at the cemetery. And Jesus stopped the funeral procession and touched the casket. And the Bible says he that was dead Mm -hmm. sat up. But then there was another occasion where Lazarus had been in the grave for four days. I'm getting happy just talking about it. Because your situation may be decaying. Your situation may be dead. Your situation may be dry. Because they told Jesus, I know he's stinking by now. He's been in the grave for four days. So no matter how low or bad your situation is, Jesus can turn it around. And Jesus rolled away the stone and said, Lazarus? 
come forth. Hmm. Now, if I were in revival, I'd have to tell y'all why he called them by name. Because if he'd have just said, come forth, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob would have gotten up out of the grave. Ezekiel and Jeremiah would have gotten up out of the grave. But he said, Lazarus. And I can just hear and see in my sanctified imagination, Lazarus said, hush. Somebody's calling my name and it sounds uh, like Jesus. So Jesus can do something about our dead situation. But we have to be in uh, the right place. And whenever we find ourselves in the right place, Elijah experienced a third thing, and that is God released his provisions. Mm. The ravens fed him in the morning and the ravens fed him in the evening twice a day. Now, if my math serves me correctly, now my mother spent a whole lot of money to send me to school. And I tell people all the time, even though she spent a lot of money to send me to school, uh, I slept most of the time. But in some of the classes, I had to stay awake and pay attention. And in one of those classes, it was math. And so if my math serves me correctly, after three and a half years, in the morning and in the evening, Elijah received over 2,500 meals from God. God. Now, what kind of God is that who is so concerned about you and I that he won't let us go without? Even in the midst of a bad economy, even in the midst of devastation, even in the midst of drought, God still provides for his people. Now, you and I have to maintain our faith Mm -hmm. because Hebrews 11, 6 says that without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, are you and I diligently seeking God? Are you and I diligently going after God? Now, I just mentioned the resurrection of Lazarus, and some suggested it was only a resuscitation because Lazarus did die. Hmm. But 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 nevertheless, the Bible says that they didn't wait for Jesus to come when they heard that Jesus was on his way. They ran out to meet him. Now, that's a word for you and I. I know our relationship with God is private. I know our religion is personal. But Jesus said it's also public. He said, let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify the Father who is in heaven. So you and I ought to demonstrate the faith that we have in God. People ought to know that we believe in God. Now, I'm not saying you ought to have a big cross around your neck, and I'm not saying that you ought to have a big Bible toting in your hand. But what I am saying is people ought to know that you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. People ought to know that you have faith and trust in God, that in spite of what I am facing and in spite of what I'm going through, I'm going to trust God that he can bring me through this situation. Amen. Minister Dion and I were talking just a few moments ago about the attack of the enemy Mm. and how the enemy seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. You remember the mafia uh, Don a few years ago, John Gotti. They they nicknamed him Teflon Don because the prosecutors could never get any charges to stick. Mm. And they nicknamed him Teflon Don because, you know, they put Teflon in pots and pans just in case you don't put enough oil or enough grease in the pan. And whatever you're cooking, it won't stick to the pot or the pan. Uh Well, God has put Teflon in our lives in the form of the Holy Spirit so that whenever the enemy tries to attack us, whenever the enemy tries to bring charges, they won't stick because of that Teflon that is on the inside uh, of you and I. 
Come on. Now, I, I've, uh, I, I grew up in, in Fifth Ward, Texas, and, and you all know we've had this conversation. And so growing up in Fifth Ward, there were dogs that were running loose and rampant all the time. Sometimes <laughs> people wouldn't keep a leash on their dog, and they wouldn't control their dog. And I would dare not insult each of us by suggesting that we are dogs, but there are two types of people in the world. You mm-hmm. can ask any mortician. They'll tell you there are only two types of people mm-hmm. in the world, the living and the dead. And so there are only two types, if you will, of dogs in the world, the trained and the untrained. Mm. Now, the difference between those two dogs, because both of them are dogs, is a trained dog is on a leash being controlled by his master. And so that dog wants to dig up the flower bed. That dog wants to chase the mailman. That dog wants to run behind cars. But every now and then, when that dog has those thoughts of being disobedient, when that dog has those thoughts of running wild, uh, his master will pull on his leash and remind him uh, that I control you. I provide for you. Yeah. And that's what God has to do in our lives sometimes. He has to pull on our leash, yeah. pull on our hearts to remind us that we belong uh, to him. Yeah. But then the fourth thing that God reveals in that passage as he deals with Elijah, God reveals his purpose. Now, you ask yourself, how does God reveal his purpose? Because when you read verse 7, the Bible says that the brook dried up. Now, what kind of God is that that will take me to a place, provide for me, and while he is providing for me, the place where he is providing for me dries up? Mm. Now, brothers and sisters, oftentimes God leads us to where he wants us to be. When our assignment is done there, the only way to move us from that place, because we become so comfortable, Mm. the only way for him to move us is to dry it up. Now, I know we say that God multiplies. I know we say God adds, and I'm a living witness that God will multiply in your life. I'm a living witness that God will add in your life. But God also blesses by subtracting. Come on. Because if the brook were still flowing, Elijah, guess what, would still be at Cherith. Mm-hmm. But Cherith was not the ultimate place that God wanted Elijah to be. Mm-hmm. He still had another place to go, and that was down to Zarephath. And not only did he have to go to Zarephath, he needed to also go up to Mount Carmel. But then more than that, in chapter 19, the Bible says that Elijah is now running because Jezebel put a hit out on him. I just mentioned the violence that we're dealing with in this country. Mm. And if we don't put our trust in God, we'll find ourselves running in fear. We'll find ourselves hiding in caves when Jesus says that we ought to be a light that's set on a hill. Because the desire of the light is to eliminate the darkness. The desire of the light is to penetrate the darkness. The desire of the light is to illuminate in the darkness. Because nobody ever asks, where is the darkness? Mm. They always ask, where is the light? light? And so God dries up this brook for Elijah because he wants Elijah to go down to Zarephath. Now, the interesting thing, and I don't have time to deal with it today, is that God tells Elijah, I have commanded a widow woman uh, to sustain you. Mm. Now, Elijah is going to go down to a lady's house who only has enough meal and enough oil to make a cake for she and her son, and after they eat it, they're going to eat it and die. Now, if I went down to the widow's house, I'd be on every news channel in town. (laughs) Preacher went down to the lady's house and took the last that she had, but that's what Elijah did. He went down to the lady's house and asked her to make him a cake 
first. And without any negotiation, debate, or discussion, she obeyed him. And God provided for her long after the famine. And that's all I'm trying to tell God's people today. That though this world is unstable, we have evil determination in the government. We have our own emotional distress because we're dealing with violence. And we have an extreme dilemma because the economy has bottomed out. Even though the world is unstable, you and I still need to maintain our faith in God. Because he's just not the God of America. He's not just the God of Houston or the God of Texas or the United States of America or California or New York. He is the God of the whole world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Mm. that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you break that verse down, you have for God the greatest person. Mm. So love the greatest devotion, the world the greatest number, Mm. that he gave the greatest act, his only begotten son the greatest gift, that whosoever believeth the greatest condition should not perish the greatest mercy, But have everlasting life is the greatest reward. And all I'm trying to tell you and I today is that even though the ground is shaking, even though the world is unstable, you and I still can maintain our faith in God because God will be true to his word. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. I need y'all just to say la on that for a little while. Mm-hmm. Just say la a little bit. Just let that marinate in your soul, in your mind, in your spirit. That's real talk. Unshakable stability in your faith to hold fast to what you know is true and for sure and cannot fail. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He's a mighty good God. We can't be moved, family. When the wind gets to blowing, mm. the shaking and the earth quaking. Yes. <laughs> we cannot be moved. And Hallelujah. one thing that uh, Pastor Bell highlighted in Scripture warns us is that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But if you understand what is happening in there, you would know that in order for something to be killed, it had to be first living. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's a and, word. There. In order for something to be stolen, it had to be once possessed. Yes. And if something is going to be destroyed, it had to be built up. Mm. And God has given you life. (laughs) God has given you possessions, riches, and your Savior, Jesus Christ. God has built you up. He says, while you were in the matrix of your mother's womb, had I known you. But numbered, numbered the hairs on your head. God has done all these things in your favor. And so we have to understand this. We have to walk in this. We have to hold these things near and dear and close to us because in the midst of a dark world, family, we do have to shine this light. God is not going to put light in already lit places, nor is he going to put salt in already seasoned places. Come on. All right. I I remember when I was I was speaking to my mother a few weeks ago and the Holy Spirit spoke unto me and, and told me, I know you're tired. But what do they call army clothes? Hmm. Fatigues. Fatigues. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's good. He got his soldiers on the front line, the family. Front line. Stand. 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 And be still. Family, we don't ever want to close Hallelujah. out the program 
without giving an invitation unto salvation. And if you're ready to receive and walk into this thing, please repeat this prayer after me. Lord, Mm. I am a sinner in need of a savior. I believe you hung, bled, and died in my place. You, the son of God, then rose and is now seated at the right hand of the father. Lord Jesus, you are welcomed in this place of my heart. May your spirit never depart. Receive me yes. as I receive you this day. In your holy name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. Family, if you just uttered those words, heaven is rejoicing. Yes. The cymbals are clashing, the trumpets are blowing, the drums are banging at your coming. Now, family, keep coming. Keep coming. Put one foot in front of the other amen. and keep walking. Continue to have the stabilization of faith in this unstable world. That's how God is going to discern who's who. He has to shake it up. Yes. That those who will remain will remain in him. Family, we love you. We love you. And until next time, one, one voice, voice, I speak, speak life. Thanks for listening to Disciples Pathway Ministries with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Thanks for your prayers and for your gifts to his great work of God. For booking and requests for services, look up Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook. That's Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.